It's time for Inside the MFL, the official sports talk radio show of the Minor Football League. Football fans, this show is for you as we bring you the most up-to-date information from the league's 32 franchises across the country. It's time to get Inside the MFL with your host, Richard Miles Sr. Welcome to another edition of Inside the NFL. I'm your host, Dr. Richard Miles Sr., CEO, Chairman, and Founder of the Minor Football League. The Minor Football League is the laboratory of change. Today, uh, we got a combine going on down in Richmond. I'm going to bring on our football operation, VP of football operation, uh, Ms. Patrice. Are you there? Hi, good morning, Dr. Miles. How are you? Hey, what can I say? First of all, I want to say welcome to the MFL. And when I tell you this lady got credentials, man, this young lady got credentials. And we want to, we're glad to have a part of the Minor Football League. And the Minor Football League is a laboratory of change. We want to bring former players from the field to the front office. We want to help these young men beyond the field. So it's not just football here with the Minor Football League. Also, I want to just just uh, say, uh, give a shout out to our interns that's doing a great job along with our front office. You know, I always got to uh, remind everybody that I'm not doing this all by myself. You know what I mean? Coach, people think I'm doing everything. I grab the credit, but <laughs> I'm not doing all of this. So uh, without further ado, let me introduce uh, Patrice. Uh, introduce yourself to the MFL Nation. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Thank you again, Dr. Miles, for number one, just raising the awareness for um, myself along with other individuals to support the MFL. Um, again, I am a, a, a Washingtonian, I'm born and raised. Um, I've played sports all my life. So, uh, you know, coming into the sports arena from a football perspective was just a transition from other sports that I've played around the Washington, D.C. area. Um, my parents also played, you know, sports at Dunbar High School. So, Again, just I'm something else. You, coach. You, you, you know I want to condole. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold it against me. Don't hold it against me. So, but yeah, I, I played sports all my life. So, which it, it brought me to um, actually playing flag football that um, after an injury, um, I thought, you know, playing uh, flag, playing football with, with pads would be a lot safer. But um, I learned very quickly that it didn't. So um, after I started, you know, playing football uh, locally, um, again, I transitioned um, from, you know, one team to the next. Um, then once my career ended in 2006 as a national champion, I started um, coaching as well. So um, I have, have a national championship as a player and then went on to actually win three additional championships as a coach. So, again, my background from a sports perspective definitely really highlights where we are in regards to um, the development stage, um, not just for women, but also men who are working to transition from, uh, I guess, that collegiate level or a high performing level onto the onto the professional realm. Absolutely. Outside of my professional career, you know, playing football, also I've held um, executive positions in D.C. government as well as. Um, at, at other corporations around, you know, the DMV area. So again, I am just looking forward to number one, not just uh, supporting these young men on the field, but also making sure that I become a champion in regards to the laboratory of change and making sure that we build pathways for those, for these young athletes. Absolutely. And you know, coach, when you talk to somebody like you with your extensive background, uh, a lot of people don't realize 
And I have to admit, uh, early in my years, I did not think that women should take a chance on playing this game, not because their lack of ability, because I was just a fearful for their safety, you know, because this is a collision sports, you know what I mean? And I, I and I don't know if people took it the wrong way, but never not the intellect that it takes to be coaching or being in the front office in a, a professional football or minor professional football, high school or college coaching ranks. So, and I want to make that clear. Uh, I was the first uh, league to have a woman a linebacker coach for the Washington Chiefs. Um, she was a coach up at uh, Montgomery College. So you see, I learned very quickly, you know, Coach, that these uh, women have a great knowledge of this game. And I just want to take my hat off to you um, because I had an opportunity to, to watch you play. I remember with the Divas, me and Richard, you know, he uh, owned the, uh, the franchise. We were pretty tight. We used to do a lot of stuff together, even though I did not have the pleasure of meeting you per se, but I remember you, you know. Yes, and sir. even then, when you think back, you never really met me per se, but you knew of the Washington Chiefs. Yes, sir. Um, so it just goes to show you that the laboratory of change, I want women coaches and I say that to say, because your knowledge of the game, because of y'all more detailed than men, um, in terms of most men coaches, and I can say that because we just want to get out there and hit. But one thing about y'all, you're going to make sure all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed. So that gives me a great respect for women coaches. Um, I look forward to having more women coaches. Uh, I think right now, women coaches don't take it for granted. I think they realize that they should be at the table. And when they get an opportunity to be at the table, they excel. I mean, what is your uh, take on that, Coach? So, so thank you uh, again, Dr. Miles, for, for, for really bringing that to the forefront. Um, I can say for myself that, again, there's been a huge shift in regards to how women have shown up in a professional sport. So you spoke about uh, injury. Um, women get injured just the same as men get injured. So, again, it's all about, number one, putting safety first. So having the proper equipment, making sure that you are physically fit, um, making sure that you understand the why behind you know, what the execution is will change that in any aspect. So regardless of the gender, um, safety is first and, and, you know, and foremost. So again, being a woman versus being a man, the fact of it is, is like there's a different athleticism um, level in regards to, you know, those two individuals. However, knowing and understanding and learning the sport is the key. So want to take that off the table for those who are, again, not familiar, but again, it's just, it's just, it's the game of football. Um, secondly, again, like I said, the platform for women to be involved from a professional sports standpoint has definitely shifted. And I really take off my hat to those 
who have pioneered and really set the tone and um, the the platform as well for for us in the the professional leagues um, that have gone on to the MFL. I mean, I'm sorry, to the NFL. Um, again, for me now being the VP um, here at the MFL presents itself again an opportunity to change that whole mindset of individuals who are not familiar that women can also do it just as well as men can. So again, I want to thank you for the opportunity. I'm looking forward to not just shifting and changing, but also hopefully impacting and developing um, things within this organization that will set the tone for those you know coming behind me and also alongside of me for other women who are looking to get looking to, you know, for, to get into sports on the business side of it, that they see that there is a platform for them as well. Absolutely. And and, and coach, from a woman's perspective, you know, we do have those isms, you know what I mean? When it comes to women, uh, coaching, uh, men, uh, what do you, what do you take on that? You said the difference in the, in the, in the. I said, you know, you still had those isms uh, when it comes to that. But someone of your vast knowledge, I mean, just the perspective, you know, coming from you, uh, why is that? So, again, in order for you to change historical perspectives, you have to really identify the professionalism in any individual. And that's just where I stand um, from, a, you know, from a principal perspective. At this point, if in fact the individual can execute, um, uh, speak to, um, elaborate on anything related to the, the overall profession, I think they deserve to be at the table. So again, I can't change the mindset historically, but what I can do is reset the expectation moving forward and I think the women that have stepped up, who have been allowed to perform, also be a part of and be at the table, has definitely raised the bar in regards to where we're going. Uh, absolutely. Another question. Well, first, that's why it's so important the MFL is the laboratory of change. And what we mean by that, we want to change the landscape. Uh, we want to pay, make the playing field level for men and women, not just, uh, and, you know, I always say we want to bring, and I say athletes, former players from the field to the front office. So that would apply to women that play, such as yourself. Uh, we want everybody to know that, come, come take a seat up here, not because we're trying to do something to show people, oh, we no, no, because you qualified to sit at this table. Not because we're doing something that say, okay, we well, just to have no woman. No, we want qualified people at this table. We're no different than anyone else. You know what I mean, Coach? So yes, when I say that, and uh, I, we want qualified women like yourself that know the game. And as you know, um, people, you know, they... Um, they still a little. They still living in the dark ages, if, if I um, maybe a poor choose, uh, choice of words. But in asking you this question, Coach, why would you say 
and I ask you, why is there a need for minor league football? I would say this. At any stage, um, from Pop Warner up to the NFL and up to the MFL and any league, collegiate, there's always a need and room for development. In anything you do, any industry, there's always room for development. So for those individuals that, that who are looking for, number one, to shift from where they are, it's about, number one, building on building that knowledge, whether it's physical um, or it's technical um, or practical. You still need to build on that knowledge. So this is a pathway for the most part to do that. And everyone may not wind up at the NFL. So with that being said, or for any professional league at that point, uh, that, that, at that, that, that matters. But for in, in saying that, we have to be clear about the objectives and the goals for each individual that joins the MFL. We have to be mindful that, again, setting realistic expectations, not just for you, but also for those involved will, involved will help them identify where they want to go and why they should be where they are. So if, in fact, that the ultimate goal is for them to be uh, in a professional realm from a sports perspective, then that's the direction we'll try to lead them into by helping them with certain professional skills. And if, in fact, that they're trying to get go beyond their collegiate uh, career or any you know high level uh, uh, rank they're playing in, you know, currently, again, that development opportunity is also there. So, again, we have to be realistic. We have to be transparent. But development um, is, is on the table for everybody involved. Again, from again, from the peewee sports on up to the professional level, there's always room for development. For development. That's why we have off seasons. And that's why, again, we need to make sure that people understand you have to start somewhere in order for you to get to where you're going. You know, uh, that was so uh, well put, Coach. But I also, uh, I tell people, most young athletes, because, you know, when we're young, we want, we, to, we watch football, you know, college and, and the NFL and and we want to go there, but the realization of it is, it's not that you're not good enough to play in that league. It's not enough room. And I say that to say, NFL got 32 teams, franchises, should I say. It's thousands of universities around the country, and you do the math. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? And, yes. and, and I say that to say, not trying to be condescending for young players. I, I, I say this to players. We are the only minor professional developmental league in the country. We are not the NFL. We have no, no affiliation with the NFL at all. And we make that clear because I pride myself on being very transparent uh, with people. And when you say the minor football league, they like, sometimes people think, well, uh, but first, look what you're paying. We're developmentally, we're developing you. And some guys think because they've been to schools, say Division One schools, but you and I know, Coach, if you've been uh, on one of these, if you was there, more than likely you've been there three years before you might get an opportunity to play if somebody got hurt. So really, you was there all that time, but you really didn't play. You know what I mean, Coach? Yes, so, I do. 
when they invite kids to camps, you know, them 80-some players that they have on them NFL rosters preseason, more than half don't even play. <laughs> you know that. Yep. It's not but a guarantee. Now, you got a guy went to, uh, let's just say for the sake of talking, Florida. Florida State. Okay, it's a good school. He went to Florida State. This, let's bring him in camp. But you get in camp, the systems are different. You get in camp and you realize that this guy have not played. And now you've been exposed, coach. Okay? Yes, you had the resume. You might got a ring because you played a, and you went to one of the bowls. But you did not play. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't understand that. You have to be able to play. You have to be able to develop. You know what I mean, coach? It makes sense. And That's correct. Absolutely. Because you're not taking the same number of reps as those individuals on, on the field. Because, again, in practice, it's a little different opposed to you being in the game. Once you play against another opponent, it really shifts something mentally. So, again, it's not just all the physical part, but it's also the mental part as well. And, you know, I, I'm glad to have someone of your background uh, on the show. As you know, last week we had a young man. He played with Florida State, won the National Championship ring. And the young man was very articulate, very sharp. Um, and uh, I was very impressed with him. Matter of fact, I was down Florida State at their banquet the year that they won the National Championship, you know, um, with Jane Winston. But these you know, I tell people, you know, we're developmentally. No, we don't pay players. We had that biggest day because, like I said, one thing about the MFL, we're going to stay transparent. But we do have insurance in case a guy mm-hmm. gets injured because you still got to go to work. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we will take care of the traveling to and from the games. We will, If we have to stay overnight, we will provide the hotel. We will cover that. And the pregame meal. So when you look at that, NFL owners are billionaires. They got one franchise. The MFL have 32 and counting the 16 that's going in Africa. So it can be very expensive. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. And that's why we want these young people to understand. We want to bring coaches, marketing, PR, uh, uh, give people an opportunity to train for gym because you didn't play the football side of it. Now we want to teach people the business side of professional sports. That's right. And that's something we don't understand. You know, we don't understand what generational wealth is. We don't understand where economic development is. Mm-hmm. These are the things that we want to teach young men. And because you was a, a pretty good ball player, that don't make you a good coach. That's true. Absolutely. That don't make you a good coach. And you could have been the, the module, you know, average ball player and end up being a hell of a coach. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I totally these agree. are the things that we want to uh, instill and teach these young men is, is this game is so multifaceted in terms of it's not about just blocking, catching the ball, and tackling somebody. That's right. You know what I mean? It's another side to it, logistic-wise, that they know nothing about, nor do they care. But as you get a little older and your career needs to go another way and you still want to stay in professional sports, 
uh, is the different. That's correct. I, I totally agree with everything you just said, Dr. Miles, because again, uh, what you don't know, you don't know, right? And this is the reason that I can see the laboratory of change will make just uh, that re- that realistic to them in regards to creating those pathways. So again, I appreciate that platform that you've introduced, and 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 hopefully those these athletes will take advantage of it. Um, I'm gonna get this plug in too, right quick. Uh, you'll listen to uh, the uh, the MFL. Uh, anybody interested? Uh, players. Our number is 240-551-8031. You can also contact us on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, uh, uh, YouTube. Uh, uh, the website is mflishere.com. Uh, we're looking for players, you know, because we're not looking for, we also have dance teams. I don't want to leave the ladies out with them. I think I forgot about them. But we want people to understand that we're looking for athletes. And I, I, I'll give you a couple of minutes on this on this, uh, on this this particular subject. You know, what are you looking for, coach, and players? Um, number one, you have to be, I'm looking for somebody with commitment. You have to be committed because once you're committed, that gives you a different advantage, right, for those who are not. Again, for me, certain people show up just to show up, you know, or just to, you know, I guess put... Uh, their name name in, in in the hat. But again, we're looking for people with commitment, who are dedicated, um, who can actually, number one, not just show up from a commitment standpoint mentally, but also then show up with the commitment point physically. So you have to be go out, you have to go out and you have to be aggressive and you have to want it. You have to want it, not just for you where you are right now, but also for what it looks like, you know, for you in the future. Because again, if in fact that we're going to change the pathways, it starts with each individual that's going to come out and participate in the combine. And then also who's going to participate when in fact the league launches, you know, for the 2023 season. So again, we're looking for those athletes that really want to put in the work, who want to focus on development from a physical standpoint, as well as from, you know, the technical standpoint in regards to the X's and O's. And also, again, if you're looking to change where you are, that pathway from being on the field to behind the scenes at the executive level, that's exactly what we're here for. And that's exactly what we need to do in regards to changing the lives for those who are on that pathway. Absolutely. And we ask our players to do 100 hours of community service. We have programs we have working with at-risk youth, no thugs, no drugs, early youth offender program, conflict resolution. These are some of the things that the MFL do in the community. And we tell people all the time, you know, uh, we want to enhance what the community are doing. We're not trying to come take over. We're not trying to do anything. This is affordable entertainment. We want people, your mother and your father and your cousin and them, because you did not go to that other league. There's no problem. And that's what the MFL is here for. You have an opportunity to develop and play. We have a 10-game schedule, five at home, five away. Each division, the center uh, division champ to the playoffs. Um, what we're trying to do is make sure that, excuse me, we don't do cattle calls, meaning we don't do tryouts just to have them. 
when we have our combine, we signing players that day. You're going to know what team that you're going to, but you're going to sign. So we're not trying to get guys to come and pay their money and say, we'll get back with you. We don't do that. We want to sign 60 players per franchise. Uh, we don't have time to play games. We have brand new uniform. Um, we're going to ask that the guys uh, get their own shoulder pads and helmet because in in 19 and 20, people didn't return the helmets. And you know how we get now, Coach. You know right. how <laughs> equipment, equipment costs these days. Like when I was real young, playing, yeah. But yes. we, we most players, when you leave and stop playing, that, that the helmet you have wore for whatever particular franchise, you want to keep that, you know, as yes. a, a, a something remember that. But memorabilia. Absolutely. But more important, we have our own apparel. Uh Y'all will actually get an opportunity to see um, see our uh, GM because she will be at some of the uh, the uh, combines along with myself because I'm a hands-on type of guy. But we want people to know that there's no knock on these other little leagues, but we are not semi-pro. And I explain to people all the time, it's no such thing as semi-pro. If you're a pro or you're not. That was just an ignorant term people use to justify saying like football, okay? We want players, young players that we can develop. Perhaps you get an opportunity. You have film. We want to make sure you have film where if you want to present it to another league, uh, the, uh, the other league up there, you will have film. You have something to show. Uh, I say it takes five years to get football out your system anyway. You know, Coach, so most guys don't know what they want to do. I ask them, uh, come come, come, experience what the NFL is doing. We want you right. to just experience what we're doing. We're not trying to be nobody but who we are. People often ask me that. Y'all trying to be like the NFL, Dr. Miles? No, they're who they are and we who we are. You know, we're going to get negative stuff. People are going to say things about us because they're jealous. It just goes with the territory. You have to focus, on, like, focus on moving forward. Absolutely. We, you know, if we worried about what people said about us, then, you know, we've been around 30 years for a reason. But I do, I will say this, Coach, uh, when they stop talking, then we'll start worrying. That's when you start, absolutely. That's when you start worrying. <laughs> then we must be relevant somewhere. But we want to sign our season kickoff June, first week in June. But we are trying to get ready. We're doing these combines because we're going to play some guys. We're going to do a Freedom Bowl in uh, uh, April to give people an opportunity to look at these guys. And, and um, Coach, you get a chance to look at these guys. These guys were already made teams. We're just going to take players from different teams and we're going to let them play in the All-Star game. We doing that because we want to help this college down in down in uh, Richmond. Tell them we'll come down, uh, play some games, a uh, Freedom Bowl game, a couple of games to help them, and donate the proceeds to them. That's our way of uh, helping. There uh, you go. Give it back to the community. Absolutely. Awesome. Unfortunately, I can't write a check like these other big leagues that, that you know I won't care to mention. But but we can come down and play games and. And, and we can help. Uh, Pastor, he was really uh, happy that we say we're going to come down and do it. And I'm a man of my word. But more important, for young ladies that are interested in our dance team, we have dance teams. 
uh, I'm so uh, happy about uh, uh, you being a part of MFL now. Our senior VP of football operations, William Redmond. Uh, some of y'all might have known him. He's from D.C., went to Roosevelt High School in Arizona. Uh, I won't hold that against him because you know how we are by Arizona, Arizona State. You know, I'm a Sun Devil. So. <laughs> but more importantly, I just want these young men to, I want to give them an opportunity, or should I say we want to give them an opportunity, playing a professional league where you don't have a lot of guys out there hooping, hollering, cussing, talking about they're going to shoot this, or you got your family members out there. It's a very safe environment. It's affordable entertainment. And we want to get a chance to get to know these young players. We want to do everything we can to be of help to you, young men. Uh, it's not just about football with us in the MFL. Uh, we are the laboratory of change. And if you don't understand what that means, we'll be happy to explain it to you. As I say, our website is mflishere.com. Uh, I'm just delighted uh, to have you a part of the MFL. Uh, and y'all notice I'd be calling a coach because she did coach football as well. And we might have another surprise with her as far as within the uh, uh, ranks because we do have uh, 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 coaches' positions open. And uh, we, we, we got 30 coaches, most of them in the Midwest. We still have the Mid-Atlantic division that we're yes, still sir. looking to interview some uh, great coaches. But I want to say thank you to you, Coach, for coming on. Uh, how can these uh, people uh, that's interested, and I got to get this in right quick, I like the idea, Coach. Uh, we're going to definitely have a big man camp. Uh, we're going to definitely have a lineman camp. Yes, sir. Combine. All linemen, no skill position. So this is something that uh, Coach uh, mentioned to us, and I say that right because you can't do nothing about them big guys. Absolutely. But, you can't. Game won't start without having an offensive line. Yes, sir. There you go. Absolutely. There you go. So and thank you. Any last words, Coach, before we go? Well, let me say this. Thank you again, Dr. Miles. It's, it's been uh, a pleasure thus far to, to be a part of the MFL. Um, I'm looking so forward to all of the additional things that uh, you have uh, to work out in regards to how we continue to move, again, this laboratory of change forward. Um, I am just about people, and I'm glad that you hit on that in regards to the human aspect, and we have to get closer to that. So again, um, the laboratory of change will shift and hopefully develop some of these young men to do great things, um, not just on the on the on the field, but also behind the scenes. Thank oh, you again for this opportunity. You took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, I want to say thank you again. You have been listening to another edition of Inside the MFL. I'm your host, Dr. Richard Miles Sr. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Inside the MFL with Dr. Richard Miles Sr. For more information, visit their page on dcradio.gov. Experience the MFL. How can we experience the MFL? The minor football. Here's information on how you can experience the MFL. The Minor Football League was established in 1993 by founder and CEO Dr. Richard D. Miles Sr., a league created for the people and by the people. To learn more on how you can experience the MFL with the MFL team in your area, visit experiencethemfl.com or go to the MFL is here. The MFL. 
the laboratory of change. Copyright in that belt. No portion of this audio may be reproduced or re-recorded without the written permission from the Minor Football League. Visit experiencethemfl.com. This is a Mad Voice production. <laughs>